right, welcome back, NFL Podcast fans. This week we have for you part two of our July focus on Haiti. Today we have joining us again, Reverend Brian Sergio, who you all met last week when we introduced Haiti Creates, Haiti Allies, and the Yoga Mat Tight End Fundraiser. So it's NFL Tight Ends Unite for Haiti, um, the event that's going on on July 21st. Also joining us are two special guests coming from Haiti. The first is G Morales. Um, who is the founder and director of a nonprofit called SPARE, which stands for Sponsorship Program Aiding Relationships and Education. He works with Brian and others on the Haiti Creates slash Haiti Allies efforts. Our second guest who will join us later in the show is Pepe Morales, related to Guy daughter so we love the father-daughter vibes um and serves as the manager of the factory where the yoga mats and other products are produced reminder that this is part two of the haiti series and if you have not yet listened to part one we highly recommend going back and watching it as we offer more detail into brian's work and a little more information on haiti and what's been going on with the country over the last 30 years um some background of the situation and our relationship with haiti allies and what's going to go on with the hunters there all right so welcome, Reverend Sergio. It's good to have you back on with us again uh, this week on the Hidden Pearls podcast to do part two. Uh, so we're spending July really focusing on Haiti and the people, the nation, and some of the work that you're doing there with Guy, and we're going to learn more about that today, uh, leading up to the July 21 fundraiser. So a reminder to everybody that's listening watching, or watching that you can sign up for the Haiti Yoga Fundraiser and or make a donation, which went live today when uh, TJ and... Robbie and George, they posted on their social networks and we immediately got blown up and had to do a little work, but it's all good. So thank, thanks to them and thanks to everybody who did some donations. Uh, the, um, you can go to the Haiti Allies website to do that or Haiti Creates and uh, it'll take you to a link there. So anyway, those are things are all out there. We're also very excited to have with us Guy Morales uh, coming to us live from Haiti with his daughter, Pepe, which we just said. So thank you and welcome guys. Appreciate you very much taking time to do that and being available during this very difficult time. So as we noted last week, the story of Haiti is a difficult one in the current situation, which is now made even more difficult by recent events, is also very hard. While it is a nation facing difficult challenges, it is also one of great resources and an amazing people. As is our goal with each of our shows on the Hidden Pearls podcast, it is our hope to be able to share not only some of the story of Haiti itself, but also the stories of the amazing people who live there. And that is what we will do today as we share Guy's and Pepe's story with all of you. We want to open the episode by reading a short biography on Guy that we believe will help set the stage for today's show. And it also demonstrates a bit of the history of Haiti as Guy has lived through a lot of the very pronounced events over the course of his life. So, and I think it also sets up a little bit about the present need that's ongoing in Haiti, as well as the purpose and the least desired intent of our fundraiser. So, without any further ado on that, the most reverend Sergio to read uh, Guy's bio. Thank you, Reverend. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce and Emma. Uh, it's great to be with you again. Yeah, I, you know, I put together this little bio of Guy just because I wanted people to have a feel for, for who this is that we're meeting with. And, and as you'll see, Guy has been through some really, really challenging stuff. And he, like so many Haitians, has showed this resiliency and dignity of spirit and comes back again and again from great difficulty and, and then steps back into living a beautiful life and doing beautiful things. So yeah, here's a little info about Guy. Theodore Morales is how you say his last name, Morales, uh, was born and raised in City Soleil, Haiti, which, which means City of the Sun. 
City Soleil is a shanty town on the outskirts of Haiti's capital city of Port-au-Prince. City Soleil is divided up into 34 different zones, most of which are run by gangs. Guy spent his childhood in the Boston zone of City Soleil. And that's where most of his work promoting education and sustainable development takes place. He is the founder and director of a Haitian nonprofit called SPARE, which stands for Sponsorship Program Aiding Relationships and Education. SPARE began as a sponsorship organization that paired sponsors in the US with students in Haiti that Guy found who were in need of an education, often a stable place to live and enough food to simply survive. The SPARE organization has grown and now owns and operates a K through high school, uh, 13, grade 13, they go up to 13 in, in Haiti. Um, it's a, a facility in the Boston neighborhood that provides food and education to its students and also contained within the footprint of the SPARE school called City Soleil Community School is a small factory which employs parents of the students to create um, for the Haiti Creates line of products that they sell. And uh, that including the yoga mat bags that George and Robbie and TJ have signed and that are part of this fundraising effort. Now, su suffice it to say that Guy has been through some amazing challenges in his life. He grew up during Haiti's revolution in the 1970s and 80s and the eventual overthrow of former dictator Baby Doc Duvalier during the late 1980s. At about age 12, Guy was present during a very famous historical event in Haiti's revolution called the Massacre at St. John Bosco Church. The church service, led by radical priest Jean-Bertrand Aristide, who later became Haiti's first democratically elected president, was interrupted by armed men with guns and machetes, who were trying to kill Father Aristide and as many in the congregation as possible. Many people were slaughtered that day and the church was burned to the ground, but Guy, who is a quite adept athlete himself, was able to get out of there and scale the high wall of the churchyard and escape with his life. Guy's brother-in-law was abducted and killed by the dictator's private militia called the Tonton Makuts. His mother, who was desperate to protect the children and the family, finally decided to flee Haiti on a boat and seek asylum in the U.S. The boat was intercepted by the Coast Guard, where Guy and his family were detained and imprisoned at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Eventually, Guy and his mother were able to relocate to Miami, where Guy completed his high school and college education. He then returned to Haiti in about 1999 with a dream to help take care of his Haitian relatives and to start an organization that would provide an education for orphans, street kids, and for some of the poorest and most vulnerable kids in the area. Shortly after this time, Guy and I met each other on one of my trips and, to, and uh, through its collaborative, uh, uh, collaborative, sorry, collective collaboration together helped Spare come into being. During the political violence of 2005, Guy was kidnapped, severely beaten, and almost lost the sight in his eye. His life was saved through the intervention of another priest and friend named Father Jerry Jean Just. Jean Just was later killed by the government himself. Guy also experienced the devastating earthquake of 2010. His brother's sister was in a class on the first floor of the eight-story building 
university building that collapsed during the earthquake and Guy and his brother spent two weeks sorting through the rubble, trying to find his brother's wife. During that time, they pulled out and saved the lives of 19 individuals, but they never found Guy's sister-in-law. They then lived in tents in a yard for about a year and a half after the earthquake. I could go on, but I just wanted to give you a feel for some of the things that this individual man, my friend Guy has had to face in his life, some of the things he's been through. And he represents in many ways what Haiti has been through uh, historically. And, uh, and yet he's lived and come back learning, growing, evolving, uh, with joy in his heart and committed to trying to serve people and make a better life for people. So it is a great honor to have Guy with us. And also Guy will introduce Pepe eventually for us. But uh, Guy, thanks for joining us. And we know that with the assassination of the president of Haiti yesterday, it's a really difficult time for all of you. So we especially appreciate you making time for us. And uh, we, we're not going to get into the current political situation, but our hearts go out to you and to all the people. And we really appreciate you making time to be with us. So I will bow out at this point and turn it over to you and Bruce and Emma. Thank you, Brian. Um, so yeah, I've got some uh, other kind of questions about your history and that. I just, I want to give you just a, a moment though, if after hearing that bio, if there's anything that you want to add or follow up on or fill in, if we left anything out that you think is important. Um, I want to thank Brian for the bio, and and, and and as he was reading it, you know, it, it's so much going through my head as experiences. I think he's done a great job resuming, you know, what he's resumed for the people to know about me. Okay. Well, if there's anything else that comes up along the way, feel free to kind of jump in and do that. But we appreciate you sharing your story, and it truly is kind of um, – You've been with the ebbs and flows of Haiti and, and Haiti's people and gone through some of those major events. So and thank you to both for, for being here today. So um, I guess we were going to we thought about starting back um, after you returned to Haiti in 1999 or about that time. Um, you know, you, you got your education in Miami and then came back to Haiti. And clearly you were very committed to trying to help the people of Haiti. And so I just, we would we'd like to kind of start off just trying to understand, you know, what motivated you in that way to um, try to do more than just go back to Haiti and survive, but yet to go back and to help others uh, who were less fortunate than even what you were facing in your life. So what, what pushes you to do all this? I uh, realized I was very fortunate in my life uh, because I had a father and a mother who really valued education. So uh, I didn't grow up with my father. My father died when I was uh, a year and three months old and my mother had seven children. But at home, it was always a matter of church and school. Okay, and then she always keeps saying to us, Whatever we eat every day, uh, whatever you do, and however we survive every day, the best thing I can ever give you are the books, the backpack, the uniform, the shoes, and make sure you pay attention to class because this is your riches for the future. And I cannot offer you anything bigger than that. So um, 
as I grew up, I go to school uh, with, with the mind that I need to make myself productive for myself, for my family, for my community. And I grew up to see so much challenges around myself. And I determined myself to be somebody, to help people, and to make sure I help young people to get an education because I never could understand how my mother did it because all of us went to school, but it was always difficult for a whole bunch of children around my community to go to school. So my motivation came from very early age. I remember when I reached sixth grade, already in my community as a tutor, tutoring anybody from first to sixth grade, the same class level as I was. And what was the privilege for me? The privilege for me was that I have been through schools outside my community. I brought up in Catholic and Christian schools. So in my country, Catholic or congressional schools has the very best education. So from that education I capture from home, uh, from uh, the Catholic brothers, from the sisters, uh, I make use of it. I capture the best for myself and start bringing the difference around my community because I've noticed the same education I was getting out there from my outside of my community was not the same education that was actually encoding and decoding in the Cité Soleil area. So God made ways for me, even though in my mind, I thought I was receiving the best rank of education here in Haiti because I've been to a Catholic school and so on. So when God made ways for my family to escape and I got in the States, there it becomes a dilemma in my head. You know, I've been to school in Haiti and I'm aware I've been in one of the greatest schools, but what is it about America's education here? So when I balance all the efforts I was making here in Haiti, studying, you know, uh, and, and, and balance the difference I found in the American society, study, I'm like, you know what? I think those Haitians are genius. They can do so much better if we are being raised and taught this way, which is pretty much theoretical and not practical, I need some days to bring this home. And I thought if, if I could manage a different education system here in Haiti from what I've captured from the States, we can, we can see wiser, smarter, brighter future Haitians in Haiti even though from history time to this century to, to live in the year 2000, um, I don't see much changes in the country, but we see changes in people. We see a lot of changes in people. So my motivation was, how do I make education here in Haiti better? And how do I make education affordable for those in my community who have never gotten a real education okay well that that is a well, thank you for sharing that and so that is a great segue though into kind of the startup then 
So eventually you and Bob, we, and, and I know you're doing some things before that, but then you guys start collaborating and then Spare becomes a reality. And then eventually you're able to start the school. So can you give us kind of an update on the status of the school and the students and kind of what goes on there and, you know, the feeding program and all that kind of stuff. So what do those efforts look like today? Uh, the sponsorship program is, is still running. Uh, we have a bunch of our students in different university uh, in the capital. Um, some of them, I think, uh, are having midterm right now, and some are already in session for the, for the final term of the school year. Um, see, Citesolai Community School is on break for two weeks uh, before we can get those kids into our summer camp program to keep on in school practice, feeding, exercises, and then everything we do with them. Um, meanwhile, as you know, the, the, the political situation in Haiti rise up to a different level, and uh, the assassination of our president seems to shift schedules and calendars and activities around uh, much in, in every activity around Haiti. So um, as an update right now, uh, nothing much is going at CSCS other than the factory operation going on every day uh, since every single workers of the factory are parents of our Cité Soleil uh, Children Community School. So since they're just neighbor uh, to that small industry inside of the school, we're still having a factory operation, but very difficult uh, because uh, the community has been facing uh, a lot of violence lately uh, between gang-related members and, 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 and fighting over uh, uh, power, over space, uh, over uh, control of the community. There's a lot of uh, craziness uh, going around right now, uh, as I can tell you as an update. So people are very afraid, uh, very timid about the activity right now. It's been two days uh, with not very much activity anywhere in, in, in the capital or around Haiti at all due to this uh, latest news about the president. Uh, but as an update, um, we should be ready to move on with uh, Cité Soleil Community School activities next week uh, if the community gives it a chance and the uh, political unrest uh, other than that, uh, we're still on working with our spare students, uh, trying to clear the university school year for them. And hopefully uh, we'll do our best to notify them, uh, keep them aware of the switch situation before they go to school and class. Uh, that's pretty much the update on our end right now and hoping to see um, what the next move will be about this, this, this latest assassination done uh, to our president. Okay. And then just, just so people have this kind of idea, how many students are at the City of Soleil Community School usually, just on average, how many students are there? We are teaching an average of uh, 280 to 100 to 250 students every year. Uh, depends on how the violent situation gone throughout the school year. Sometimes we begin with 300 kids before we knew it, it reduced to 280. Before we knew it, we end up to 250 students by the end of the school year. So we always get ready and prepare to register 300 kids. So as they move out the school year, we end up always with 240, 50, 60 to 70 students. Okay. 
And then you also try to feed the kids at least once a day. Is that right? Well, when I say 250 kids, I, I mentioned about a primary school level students only. Uh, we have a bunch of uh, spare students uh, coming to our um, junior high school level and high school level at one o'clock. So um, those students, uh, I can say we have about 600 uh, something students on the spare list uh, and a bunch of other community kids inside of Cistesole that are not actually part of the sponsorship program, meaning that we don't have a sponsor for those kids, but CSCS doors are open to every other kids who don't have the financial capacity to go to high school. So we have uh, on our list 60 and up students on our responsibility on the sponsorship program, but we have up to 150 kids in our uh, spare high school session after CSCS primary school classes in the morning. Okay, and just so for folks listening, because I think we're familiar, but my understanding then is, so spare is where a student has a sponsor and that sponsor provides funding to provide an education for those students and they would be enrolled at another school in the community. And then there's a group of, then the kids that are actually at the city of Soleil school, those are, you're kind of incorporating and teaching them on site on that location. But the older kids, if they have a sponsor, then they would be going to another school. Yes, okay. that's, that's how we do it. Yeah. Okay. So those kids with sponsors kind of make it happen for those without a sponsor. Right. So we have the class, we have the teacher, we pay the teacher, we're buying the books and everything for, for the kids that are under our sponsorship, but there are hundreds of other students around the community who can afford to go to high school. So we make that school almost free for those kids. They just have to pay their registration fee and a state exam if they have to, and the door is open free for them, just like the City Soleil Community Primary School. Okay, all right. Good. And then just because, Brian, you've been around a bunch, anything about the school? Because I was going to jump into the factory. So I just wanted, is there anything else about the school that we haven't touched that you think is important for people? Well, just, I mean, Guy didn't quite answer your question about food. So there's a meal program at, at the school. Many of these kids come from families that are so poor that, that they wouldn't get a real meal more than once or twice a week apart from the school, the meal program at the school. So the, the kids are fed a, a hot meal um, all, just about every school day now. Um, and, and that's one of the best things that happens. Okay. All right. Excellent. Okay. Well, then let's uh, just so we kind of keep rolling. Let's jump over to factory side and maybe you could introduce Pepe to us. Okay, uh, this is my daughter, Pepe. Uh, we call her at home, but her name is Christelle, more or less. Uh, she's act actually uh, supervising the factory alongside with Ashka Klima. So, Pepe. Uh, hello. Hello. <laughs> Just for, it's a pleasure for me to be with you. Go ahead, just, just about the factory and, works so, many and what they do. Yeah, so could you tell us a little bit about what it's like to work at the factory and then maybe how many people work there or what it's like? You know, to it's 
c'est vraiment une bonne chose pour travailler dans la factory. It's really a good thing to work at the factory. Um, nous avons environ 12 monde. We have about 12 workers, actually. Yeah, 12 monde, nous avons un espoir pour yon la kayo avec travail factory. Those 12 family, those, that factory brings them hope at home and we bring new eyes to their life as they work in the factory. They become independent to themselves economically. They are able to provide food on their table for those children easily. That allows them to support their children's education. Nous aidons moralement parce que venir travailler dans la factory est vraiment bon pour moraliser que le chita à la caille It also helps them morally because the community is full of violence. Instead of them staying home, always hearing all these guns shooting, it is helpful for them to be in that community factory. Et c'est vraiment un plaisir pour moi en dépit de tout le monde qui est âgé que moi, mais je trouve ça vraiment. Cool. Yes, okay, I'm working alongside older people than myself. Uh, I found this very cool because they are cool people. Et moi qui m'a partagé tout ça, que m'apprend de faire de famille, de bonter avec eux. It's it's a, a proud for me as well uh, to know I am giving back today what I receive as an education from my family and the program to the people of my community. Well, I like to work with older people too. So. So, what was it like going through the school program? Would you repeat that question for us? Yeah. What was it like going through the education program at the school? Qui ça ça représente? leur passé dans le programme Sperlanguine dans l'école. Ça représente un peu de bagaille pour moi. It means a lot. It meant a lot to me. Parce que ce programme-là est de venir au monde, je dis, et de structurer la vie. Sper helps me to become somebody today. The program helped me to structure my life. Parce que parmi toutes jeunes qui gagnent un rêve mais qui pas gagnent assez moyens pour la joindre ça, super bonne opportunité pour me grimper et joindre ça. So many young people in life has different vision and goals that they cannot reach. I find myself uh, very fortunate to find a program that helps me to climb up to meet my vision. Cool. Very good. Okay. Uh, can we uh, tell us a little bit about, um, so part of the focus with the yoga mat bags, we got some of them that were the rice bags and then some of them that were made out of the recycled water bags. And just wondered if she could explain to us kind of the production process, you know, kind of 
what happens and where they get the materials and just the creation of the different products. Nous connaissons factoria travail de diverses productions. Nous avons valise yoga, ou bien valise yovan, bien qui fait avec ziri, bien qui fait avec sachet de l'eau. Pendant ce temps pour parler de production, comment faire production et puis côté bagage ça au sorti. Bagage ça au c'est nous-mêmes ta factorien qui chita ensemble nous créer yo c'est comme nous venir avec un projet nous aller chercher matériel yo we sat around côté. together uh, in our circle about the factory we share ideas together we share items together we set up how we can get this done then we gather people to go around to find sacks of rice and water bags in trash for us around the streets. Sometimes it's difficult for the employees to give us exactly what we need in production. Mais avec un pile compréhension et patience, nous toujours arrivés but with lots of patience, lots of explanation, and then and helping them to get where we want, they always get it done properly. Non pas seulement um, considérer nous en tant que employeur, mais nous considérer nous en tant que une famille en dans factorien, nous côté harmonie. Inside of the factory, we always apply lots of harmony in among ourselves. Uh, to keep respecting each other and to make the factory runs better. Okay. Well, the yoga bags are beautiful. So we're very excited to give them to everybody and send them out. Thank you. Okay. And just for everybody listening and watching, um, the Haiti Allies website has other products as well. And so uh, if a yoga mat bag is not quite your thing, or you can still donate and be part of this fundraiser, uh, there are other products available as well. So we didn't do that. Um, yoga Day. The way Haiti Allies at Kaven of Pizalot Puji, Pasalma Yoga Bag, Kisa Avex Sario Paltiavai, Messiah Blazi Puyoki Valle Production, Michitano Affair, Paboisi. Okay. Well, how about, and either one of you could answer this one, Guy. Um, what are some of the, um, I mean, Haiti right now and has historically faced a lot of really difficult challenges. What are some of the most difficult obstacles that you're facing right now to kind of accomplishing the vision, you know, for the school and for the factory as far as education? And I know you're working toward financial independence as well, so that you can be kind of self-supporting in that way. So what are some of the most difficult things that you face, just so people can kind of understand what you're going through? Um, it's, it, it's, it's so much uh, I can tell about, but um, the, the, the most difficult thing right now is, is the violence in the community. It's not an easy thing. It does not make uh, the environment easy to work with, uh, no matter all kind of uh, evolution and, and progress we're trying to 
have at the, at the community school of Cité Soleil, but the violence remain the key problem to the whole community, you know, to, to the whole 500,000 people living uh, in the commune of Cité Soleil. Yes, we have lots of other financial challenges, you know, uh, things that uh, we can work, we can do things, our partners can, you know, have fundraising, like we're trying to make uh, the efforts right now with your family, uh, uh, Mr. Bruce. Uh, but the, the, the community itself is a, a big challenge. Uh, it's a challenge with violence. It's a challenge on how politicians and, and the private sector are using, you know, the poor, uneducated guys in community like Cité Soleil, which is another reason of having myself there providing a different route to the future generation of Cité Soleil rather than just letting them know you can just make use of a gun, you know, and, 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 and rank your name big and make money big. But it's never, you can become a criminal and you can kidnap your, your own community. You can kill people around your own community to make yourself successful. So my number one challenge is the community the violence they're in and seeing how people like myself, NGO like Haiti Allies and other people that are trying to help people in the community on a social level, the violence always disrupt our effort. The violence always disrupt the population. And at the end, the violence always ending up killing several people in the population. So despite difficulties of, of, of trying to generate business, uh, to have fundraising for the school, uh, trying to keep uh, moving on with the school structure, uh, trying to uh, 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 find more sponsors for students, trying to see how we can break through a little uh, financial independency so that everything we need, you know, doesn't have to be long on the international assistance, just like it is done in our government. Uh, we just, we doing our best and, 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 and thinking through our best alongside our partners to see how we can bring more sustainability to everything we have, have elements of changes we have in our circle. School building structure, uh, 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 bringing more employments to the community as this factory grows, uh, providing a better education to the children of Cité Soleil, um, implying technology to their education, which has never been done. Uh, it, it's so much of wish on our list, but mainly right now, we can only go by our priority, which is the facility, educating kids, feeding them, make sure they're healthy, uh, make sure they're home, make sure they have a place to stay, and we can do more than that. So the more we grow into business, the more we build financial structure to ourselves, we will build, first of all, more, more funding alongside of our partners. If anything happens, we, we never know when something might happen. And we're building more pride to ourselves, just like the parents are working in the factory right now, knowing, you know what, 
we help, we contribute in, make the, in making this happen for our children. So the vision is, is big, but little by little, it will unfold to bring in our own self to our own financial sustainability because we never know what can happen in one, two, three, four, five, ten years from now. We never know what might happen to our international partners. We never know what might happen to our school in such a violent community. You never know what might happen to those children. So it's got to be uh, ways of thinking how do we make ourselves productive alongside the, 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 the trilogy of education. We have ourselves, we have those parents, and we need to educate those kids and raise them up. So um, the more we stick to the trilogy of doing our best to change life, bringing opportunity to our community, educate the young ones of our generation right now to make sure we prepare a, a better generation for Haiti. Um, I think um, we have a lot to meet as goals and we still have a lot to sweat about to make ourselves a little bit more proud and a little bit more independent. We still have a school to build. We have more schools to build. We have many more requests that comes in about sponsorship, education, about the school, everything we do, even outreach, like feeding, housing, housing repair, and all of that stuff. People don't just look for this leadership for education based alone. Every other thing in the community, just they just drag to the school for help. So um, it's, it's, it's big challenges in our hands. And um, we believe we can do a lot of things alongside with our partners if we cooperate well together and make ourselves useful. Okay. And Brian, you're kind of leaning in. I didn't know if you had something you wanted to jump on or you're, you're okay. All right. Well, Gee, thank you for sharing that. And so I guess then that turns us a little bit. So we're doing the fundraiser on the 21st. And I know you guys have worked very hard over a long number of years developing the partnerships that you talk about. But if you're kind of sending the message out to our listeners, um, how, how best might they be able to help your efforts with SPARE and with Haiti Allies and the school and the factory? What would, what would you ask our listeners and watchers <clears throat> to do? How, how could they best support your efforts in making the vision and goal become a reality? Our ancestors back in the 1980s made very big difference in this world through Dessaline and Tucson. Ever since then, there should be changes about Haiti. Dessaline was assassinated and there have never been changes. 1915, the most popular government faced the same thing, another assassination, because this president wanted to see a different Haiti. I don't know about Jovenel who just got assassinated, but it's the third assassination in our story when there should be changes about Haiti. In my own experience in ages, when Baby Doc was living power, I was in sixth grade. I was wearing a short pants to school. Ever since then, I heard Haiti is changing. 
I've gone through 1980s, 1990s. I've seen decades of things that are happening in this country. My mother, 83 years old nowadays, back when uh, um, estimate and those other president was about to get on power, they did say Haiti was about to change. In 1990, when Jean-Bertrand Aristide got on power, we still hear the same preaching, Haiti is changing. But see, if I did not get lucky enough to have this loving, beautiful mother I've, I have who believed in education, in that one key that can make your life productive and that can save you to a brighter future, I don't think I would be the man I am today. I may not be able to change history right now, but I can change lives from the education I receive. I'm sharing it. I've seen good results of it. When I just began this in 2001, I was working with young people. Those young people right now, they are school principal, they are teachers, they are engineers, they are computer programmers, they are out there in some field of work. That's the goal of what I'm doing because how good would it take to provide a fish to somebody every day when you can teach that person how to fish his own fish? So if my mom could provide this backpack and that uniform to me for 14 years and I've completed the rest of my education in the States for free, why cannot? why it cannot be that education in Haiti is also free? Why is education a luxury in such a black country? Haiti has a beautiful history. The people of Haiti are great, loving, good hospitality people. But I don't know what it is. I don't know what class it is. I don't know if it's the government, if it's the elite. I don't know who to blame. Instead of moving forward, we're moving backward. And if we don't do something serious in our education system, in the way we're teaching our kids and what we're teaching our children, Haiti will keep moving backward. And we can only open doors to changes through education, opportunity. And in order to do that, we have to be creative. Okay. I think it'd be cool to give Pepe just a chance to, to say what she would uh, like to say to anybody. I can ask her how people can help her efforts in the factory. Um, I remember when, when I just started what I'm doing, I didn't even meet Brian yet. And I always ask myself, how will I be able to do this? I always say to myself, I'm not a rich man. Why do I envision to do so much good? But you know what? When you meet the right listener, when you meet the right heart, when you meet the right mind, some action is going to be taking place. So what I can tell people really, I'm living in the poorest country in the West Hemisphere right now. Used to be the richest 
country in the Western Hemisphere. Is it still a rich country? Of course, there are people living in Haiti, but opportunity-wise, production-wise, resources-wise, this is not moving in Haiti. Let's, Guy, let's give Pepe a chance to say something as, as we close here. We're running out of time, I know. But uh, Bruce, what question would you like to ask Pepe? So many things I could say about Haiti. So many things I could say to people to help Haiti. If I could direct somebody who would want to help Haiti, I would tell them to focus on the kids and the youth and direct them to a proper education. Whether you want it or not, they are the future generation of this country. We should invest in them. Okay. All right. Well, then last, just both of you could answer then, given all of the things that you face on a daily basis that we've been talking about, what are the things that still give you hope? Can you cook it? Got one tiny little break up here. Oh. We didn't hear you. I was saying, given all of the things that you are facing and that we've been talking about, what are, what are some things currently that give you hope? That's a big question. <laughs> the one hope I would need right now is, 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 is to see a peaceful Haiti. Haiti is on a bad path right now. The political situation is pretty weird. Um, we're, we're on a chaotic thread in Haiti right now. Uh, I know some people believe in prayers, some people believe in, in whatever they believe, but it's a time to think about Haiti, talk about Haiti, take action about Haiti. And if you're a believer, pray about Haiti. Um, if I could take personal action right now, I would get rid of this regime and we initiate a different group of people in Haiti, eliminate this matter of president, delegate, senator, this and that, and have this country directed by a set of people, a group of people, just like we're doing right now in this meeting. I think Haiti is too small, too much of a small country to be running by so many people and 300% uh, of the elite owns all the resources and making all the money on this island. We don't even know if we can talk about resources, but um, Haiti needs way much more than it seems 
to need right now and what it needs most right now is stability, political stability, so people can go to work, so people can invest here, so foreign people can come back and forth on a touristic level. A lot of, a lot of money are missing on this island right now because people are not coming here. We have a big red flag of violence on the island. So what we need most right now is political stability. Okay. Anything else can come after that. Okay. Any, uh, maybe Pepe, just a word about what gives her hope in her day-to-day -day work. Okay. They work five days a week, sometimes six days a week, up to Saturday. And when, when they doing maintenance around uh, the little factory, they work seven days, they take Sunday for cleanup. We work from eight to three. Hey, Guy, I don't think you. I don't. I don't think we communicated the question yeah. quite. Um, what gives Pepe hope in her heart for herself, her own life, and and the future of Haiti? Um, what helps her to feel like there is hope? espoir First of all, I'm always happy to see them working. Secondly, it brings a lot of hope. The first hope it brings to them, they own a salary. And the hope I have is if right now we are working with 10 to 12 people, maybe in one year we'll probably uh, employ 20 to 30 more people. That will bring more hope to the community and that will make people uh, have a sense as they want to live more in this community rather than feeling hopeless. Okay. Well, I think we kind of run our course. Um, I just want to say thank you very, very much to both of you for uh, participating and sharing your personal stories, story of Haiti, and then particularly about Spare and Haiti allies. So we're going to do that. Um, I think we'll, we'll add all this stuff to the show notes about where people can donate and all the links and all those kind of things. So, um, Guy, thank you very, very much for your time. We're pretty excited about the upcoming fundraiser. So we're already getting a little bit of action on the old Haiti Allies website. So encourage people to go there. 
Um, please give Pepe our best and our thanks for her participation. Uh, Brian, any any closing words there from the Reverend? Always a word or two from you. I no, think. the three you know the three of us can follow up after this. I just want to say thank you, Guy, especially today for making the time. And Pepe, merci un peu. It's an us. It's an us. Thank you. It's an us to thank you. It's not just a pleasure. It's it's, it's an honor for me uh, uh, to talk to you guys on behalf of what I do here, on, on behalf of the benefit of what's going on for the people of Cité Soleil. Uh, it's on me to thank you, Bruce, uh, for putting so much time, energy into this, uh, your daughter and your superstar, George. Uh, I mean, I wish I could watch the next uh, San Francisco 49ers game, man. Uh, tell this guy... <laughs> Tell George, um, I will be watching the next game. I want to make sure I spot him on the field. And thank him from the bottom of my heart. And um, people, uh, humor, good sense of life, and God is going to make it happen. Thank you very much for all your efforts. And thank you uh, for putting all the possible efforts to take it to July 21st. Thank you, Ima. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Brian. I love your efforts. Thank you, everyone. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. So very grateful for Pepe and uh, E for joining us. Uh, so on our thanks to Brian for helping set that up. Um, so anyway, just really appreciative of that. So ways that you can help right now, or one for the fundraiser coming up, go to the Haiti Allies website. Um, or Haiti Create. There's a link there that'll take you to the Haiti Allies website. Sign up for the July 21 uh, fundraiser, the Tight Ends Unite. Uh, so there's different various levels that you can do. And so do that. You can also just straight up donate, which would be terrifically helpful and all that kind of stuff. And don't forget the opportunity to get an autographed, a triple autographed NFL bag with two pro bowlers on it and a third that should have been a pro bowler. Uh, I already mentioned donating money. Uh, we really ask you if you're interested in this and appreciate it, if you could share it, uh, either share this a link to this uh, podcast and or any of the social media stuff that's on George TJ's, our website, and, and uh, as well as our social media, and I'm sure Brian's as well. So share that with others and invite them to join us. Uh, once things kind of level off, we'll be taking some trips to Haiti. I'm hopeful of that, at least sometime in the future. It sounds like it's a little ways off, but keep that in mind. So we just encourage you to get engaged, maybe pay attention to what's going on. And uh, again, I guess the most inspiring thing, one of them, not just that their ongoing resiliency and commitment to each other, but uh, the commitment to education and those children and believing that the change comes from within the generations that are amongst us as the youth. Um, and that that's an important place to invest. So we certainly take that to heart. So if you're interested in SPARE and sponsoring a student and or helping with the school or the factory, there are all kinds of resources for that. Uh, Reverend, anything else you want to add that we might have omitted or missed? No, I think you covered it all. Just really appreciate everything you're doing. It's a, it's a blast to do this with you. Really good to be together. All right. Well, we're looking forward to it. And we're hitting a few of the more of the media links. And so Robbie T is doing one actually tonight with us as soon as we hang up. So we've got a little Wisconsin media going. Uh, we hit up some Iowa people. They're interested. And so we sent our social media stuff. So we're hoping to get Iowa uh, TJ and George on some of that. Uh, and then we hit up a few of the folks that hit the Niners. So we're looking to try to get a little bit more media broadcast. So, but anyway, hit share. Remember, there's a limited number of Zoom seats in that fundraiser so get yours today by golly all right brian we love you very much 
we'll stay in touch. All right. We'll keep pushing it out. And thanks to everybody for listening and watching and all of our uh, fans, followers, and uh, whatever else you might describe yourself. But we're glad to have you along for the ride. So thank you very much. Emmy Lou. Good. Thanks, Brian. This was thank great. You. All right, guys. See all right, you. guys. Bye.